0: Welcome to the Tenity Outdoors podcast, episode number 82. We talk about Jed's sturgeon spearing, whatever you want to call it. Um, And then we get into forestry, what trees to look for, what trees are good for deer, what to do with mature trees. We're getting some cattle on the farm and how that will help our deer food plots. We also talk about pollinator plantings and then working with programs in the NRCS and Jed picks an album by Jewel. So, thank you for joining us. Episode 82, we will be live now. All right. We are live. It is episode number 82. We all know
1: Richard Rogers.
0: Yeah. Joanne, high school number right there, 82.
1: That's mine too, I guess.
0: Was it really? Yeah. yeah, it was.
1: And we both were cowboy collars.
0: Yeah, hey, you guys were just rivals but twins. But best friends. But brothers. Rival brothers.
1: Who's a who's 82 now? all that frickin is it that Moore for the Packers? Or is it uh was well, last, Jamon Moore? Last
0: I knew was Jamon Jamon uh some kick,
1: kick return specialist. Got
0: drafted with M V S, did not do all. Well. So how we doing, Jed? Well. Got Jed here, got Jeff here, have Weston here. Uh, Weston's a short man again. Yep.
1: Yep. (laughs) Now he wants one.
0: Had to get a glass of water to hydrate first. I (laughs) am drinking uh, whiskey. Weston, can you grab whiskey reviews? Well, because it's. It's actually a lot more difficult to get a bunch of different kinds of whiskey weekly.
1: Oh, speaking of which, uh, down at my mom and stepdad's... Tin cup. Uh, tin cup whiskey, that's Sunday. the so Yesterday. It's
0: not bad. He has... It's not bad. It's the, ah, fuck,
1: I don't remember the name of it. It is in like a a tin container, and it looks like, like an old gasoline can. But it, it was apple... It was some apple whiskey, and it's clear whiskey. But he said there's other flavors to it. Uh, Weston's thinking, because he might know. It's in a red. Well,
0: you should fucking know it's his job. Used to be. I feel like we're really knocking it out of the park so far. <laughs> Anyways, Jed, thank, f- thank, thanks for moving it along. You're welcome. Speaking of Jed- Jedediah, so all the build up for the sturgeon. I think we talked about it for like three episodes. Yeah, we did. Even and you had know what? Hank Shaw give you a recipe for it, and
2: that was a pointless thing to have. Happened because do you hate it i did not see a sturgeon (laughs) um i see one dead i no i didn't i saw a picture of one dead but here's okay so here's how it went down i was uh i was about five hours into staring down this hole right not breaking eye contact with the hole
0: jesus and And not i would not be good at that
2: and uh the a, a truck pulled up close to our shack and came and opened the door and was like hey man I'm I'm from the next shack down. You want to see a dead sturgeon? It's on the tailgate. And uh Jake and Don were like, yeah. I'm like, hey man, sorry to be an asshole, but I'm you know I'm five hours into this, I ain't I ain't breaking eye contact. And he's like, yeah, nope, I get it. I'm like, take a picture for me, Jake. And he took a picture and it was pretty cool. Okay, so
0: someone did get one in the area. Yes. The next worry. shack down. How big? Damn.
2: Uh full full length or full width of a tailgate. Oh,
1: so while like, you
0: were there. Yeah. You were so close. Yep. Thirty feet? Oh. Sixty yards, sixty yards. Yeah. I didn't know how close people were piled right. in there. Yeah.
1: So like I don't know, five footer, six Yeah, footer? About five footer. You had no idea on to weight. No. You, I suppose you probably weren't around when he weighed it. No. That's a sounds like a good one.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So it,
0: are you a sturgeon spear? Oh,
2: or? obsessed. Really? I'm obsessed.
0: <laughs> so okay, why are you obsessed?
2: Uh I just have to I just have to see it happen. Okay. Have to see a and now dinosaur. He has to do it. Come out of a hole up in the ice. Well, yeah, that'd be exciting. The, yeah. Is there anything you would do differently? No. <clears throat> what, what was your strategy?
1: What did you end up using as the bait?
2: As a decoy. Okay, so we had multiple. Okay. Uh, on, like, on one line was a like a two foot wood carved fish, uh, and then above that I had a white coffee cup because that's a popular thing that's what the dude who got the sturgeon that's what he came in on just right up to the, right up to the cup like like smelling it no, J- just, just like looking at it
1: right thing in the water yeah, curious what the hell is that
2: yeah how long would they hang around no, I don't know not very I don't think but um and then uh a, a white tail shed
1: so what were your options that we talked about wasn't it a mule deer shed
2: yeah I forgot him I was in a hurry to get going and I'm an idiot and they, I was like, you know, almost to Madison and I was like, I just started punching the roof <laughs> you of my said, truck <laughs> and uh, Been there. Maria goes, what? And I'm like, I'm an idiot. Fucking forgot my sheds. Oh. Wasn't, did you talk about an elk shed? Too? Yeah. What were, Which I don't think would work because you I, I think they
1: a pic- a of? It was a mule shed? A deadhead. A deadhead. Oh, a deadhead. That's yeah, not. which
2: I don't think would work because they're not dense enough. They would just float. Because we tried a mule deer shed and it just floated.
0: Yeah. I, uh, speaking of punching the roof of a vehicle. Oh, you did that too recently? <clears throat> not recently. Okay. But I had a situation where it was just because a good song came on, I got jacked mm-hmm. up. A little bit too jacked up. Sure. Actually broke something up there. Nice.
1: What <laughs> vehicle is this?
0: I'm not going to say. <laughs> Your current? Don't worry. Did I just say that I was not gonna say?
1: <laughs> I'm just trying. To, I feel like I remember this happening in like the Honda or something. <clears throat> There's a lot of things wrong with that.
0: Well, that was also not just. I mean, it was a Honda car, but it was also a trail cam tracker. <laughs> turkey <laughs> Tra- collar. <laughs> oh, definite, definite turkey caller. You think a bad boy buggy is a fucking turkey killing machine? How about a Honda <laughs> sip, or what was that? A cord. Honda Accord, yeah. Gold. <clears throat> Front wheel drive, only got stuck a few times, and it wasn't its fault. I got stuck this weekend, and it was my fault. With a truck? Yeah.
2: Out on the ice, yeah. Big drift? Was it embarrassing? Well, well, I mean, a little bit, yeah. I was like, because, you know, they have like a a road plowed out on the ice, and I was like, the the guy that was like going to show us to the shack was like, yeah, I'm coming in, just meet me on the ice. So I pulled down, and then I'm like, oh, fuck. This was a mistake. I should have stayed up there until like i saw him mm-hmm. uh, because now i'm on like basically a one lane road there's no real place and i'm like i don't know this looks like a place where i can back right out of so i nudged in off the road and then went to back out and just couldn't get out and then the, the next dude like coming on the ice he just like pulls right up to my bumper and jumps out with a strap i'm like oh here's your lifesaver what what is this gonna cost me he's like you're just in my way let's get you out i'm like, all right. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's awesome yeah so what's the plan for next year you build your own shack no i'm not that would be a total nightmare yeah oh why God. pretty
2: complex no just like the whole logistics like, of bringing it up getting there. it over there getting it cut in like as much as it costs to do it for a weekend a year like i'm just also, i feel so like, like it
0: has to be dual purpose into a hunting shack, yeah which stupid. just
2: wouldn't like it's so specific like to build it To work as a sturgeon spearing shack That it just isn't going to work for anything specific?
0: What's the things that are specific to it?
2: Like how you can get it down onto the ice Like you know you can't just like Have it as a trailer You got it like You have to either be able to tip it on it's end So then like the tongue is Straight up in the air Mm -hmm. Or they like make special Axles like special Trailers that don't have an axle And then it like it's on a winch And then the tongue like winches up and the tires basically go even with the bottom of the shack and the shack is resting completely
0: on the ice. I kind of like that. So a lot of them are on trailers.
2: Well, they're all on. Yeah. On wheels of some
0: sort. And then then like a wall is face down while it's hauling. And then to get it like to be in, they just stand it up, stand it up. Yeah. Huh that's kind of cool
2: but yeah so like the logistics of building it hauling it over there and then like i would have to spend multiple weekends over there scouting out like i would pay in gas getting over there multiple times what it would take to just rent a shack for a few days yeah and i don't know that i want to do it for like five days at a crack you know
0: Well, you were really serious about building it, so... Yeah, I
2: was. And then I saw what it would be like getting it onto the ice and getting a hole cut, and I was just like, you know what? Not worth it. Because, like, in my mind, I was thinking, like, oh, we build a shack, we get it over there, we cut it in. Whenever anybody can get up there, they can go. Mm -hmm. But then, like, if if it's not getting busted out every day, it's just going to freeze back in, and then you got to cut it in again. And it's just like, no, this is... Turn that would turn into more of a butt fucker island than it would be to just rent a shack.
0: Yeah, huh?
1: Circling back on this bait thing, anyone know use like a little disco ball?
0: I've heard of that. Yeah, it just
1: seems like that would be like.
2: I've heard of it. Here's the deal. Shiny. Here's the deal. I've heard anything you can think of to put down there. I'm pretty sure there's somebody not has like the a waste. limit.
1: Like it's not like
2: whatever you put down there, you have to
0: bring right, it back up. You got to bring it up. Yep. I mean, one of the well, videos, it can't be live bait.
1: Right. One of the videos I watched, like, the guy's secret weapon was a spoon. Yeah, right. But I'm like, I mean, if these are curious fish and you got to be something bright, I'm like, a disco ball.
2: I've heard of that.
1: I mean, maybe it's a secret weapon. No one's just talking about it.
0: <laughs> That's pretty smart. You didn't see that anywhere else? No, I
1: I was just thinking of, like, shiny things.
0: Yeah. Or, like, those... Uh... But is there enough light <laughs> those those that would, would be, get to
1: it that it would be... pff, glow? Uh, that's what I was gonna say. Would it be shiny? Because in the picture, that deep there was in the a water. picture of you <clears throat> over top yep. the hole, staring mm-hmm. down. Mm-hmm. And it, it's, I think it's deceiving. Why it does the semi, water look, look so bright. bright? Yeah, it looked well, it sunny. because
2: because it's uh, they they shovel away the snow, like they shovel snow right up to the shack, but then they. Sho- like shovel it clean, yeah. Around it, like a radius. So a around bunch of it, lights coming. So, in so that light the is shack. coming out of the shack, and then it, like it does, like it seems, like, like it glows. feels like it's glowing. Yeah. It was a sick picture. Yeah, great picture. Good job, Jake. Yeah. So
1: there could be uh, maybe you get enough light. Oh down yeah. Into it.
2: Yeah, like uh, an antler looks bright down there.
1: And yet, What was your depth?
2: Uh, like fourteen feet.
1: Okay. Did they do the the siding or PVC mm-hmm.
2: pipe X? Mm-hmm. Do you think that would have helped? I don't know. Well, i don't know because here here's the deal have you heard do you know what a pan optics is it's like it's like an underwater sonar but okay. like it it shows up in 3d okay. and you can scan like around so there's dudes who've been setting them up like as 50 foot radiuses and he's like it it's amazing how many sturgeon come into like 30 feet and then just totally avoid your whole setup they just are, like, coming on a line and then just, like, go right around you. And then you, like, circle it around the other way. And they, like, come back to the same path that they were going. They're just going around. They're just going right around that, you. You yeah. didn't
1: use one of those? Or you did?
2: No, I didn't. But, like, that's what the guide was saying was that he had a dude who was using it. And, um, like, yeah, there was multiple, multiple in a day that were doing that. So it's like, I don't know. That's kind of like, I don't know. Are they just totally avoiding anything dangling down there? Like, it would make sense.
0: So what are you looking forward to right now? In life? Yeah.
2: <clears throat> well, not... We're in a weird little time right yeah, now. I was looking forward to possibly going wolf hunting this week, but... Oh, uh, speaking not happen, of... I did not drive tag, so no. I got asked to go
1: tonight. My stepdad got a tag. I go. got asked to go tonight and... Yeah, drive up tonight and go tomorrow. And I, I don't know when they would be back, but... Unfortunately, the little one. I was watching him today, and then Courtney's got... Parent teacher conferences all day tomorrow, so I got him all day tomorrow too. But
0: they're gonna hunt Take him, like him they with hunt bears Bear or they gonna hunt him with dogs? Just
1: yeah, northern Wisconsin. Um, I don't know what his plan is. I haven't asked him.
2: I'm sure they're gonna run him with dogs. Well, yeah, he's a dog guy. guy. Oh yeah, yeah, bear, bear hunter.
0: hmm
1: But he must have drawn a tag, so
0: that's awesome. He must be jacked up.
1: I yeah. Yeah, I saw him yesterday morning, and he was. I didn't realize he was he's going. Just, and he, my brother he's stuttering like a motherfucker like he's or drunk. what? No. <laughs> my brother was like, "Hey, do you want to go with?" And I'm like, "Well, when? Well, tonight?" And I'm like, "Jesus, springing it on me! I'm like, I don't think I can." If like, if it was like over the weekend when I was off, maybe. yeah, we get
0: it. You have some limitations.
1: I like to call them obligations. It's called a kid, like I call them like responsible.
0: That's yeah, I would call out. it a limitation. I think Wesson just had a comment that he'd like to be heard. I just said I would call it a, more of a responsibility than an obligation. Well, you would.
2: I think I, I would call it irresponsibility <laughs> in your actions. <laughs>
1: Nonetheless, I hope he gets one. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. I've, I've never seen It'll one. So. Psychotic. Did you... Another, a little bit of a shift. I just saw a video posted on somewhere on the interwebs of a bobcat attacking a doe in Onalaska, Wisconsin. I heard about this. Like, mm. So it's just like... 30 miles away and it there were three videos the first one the the bobcat comes in like on the doe's neck and then it breaks free and then the next video it's latched back on and then the third video it's got the to thing the that was
0: so weird about that is it did look fine the doe did
1: yeah, until it was on the ground and but then you like,
0: missed ser- you missed important parts of that video because like it was running away and then i'm like there's no way that thing's gonna catch up, catch up to it and then like in the same area it had it up in the woods pinned down I don't know. So I don't know if the, kind of the videos are out
2: of sequence or what,
0: but no, I just think they quit recording and then, I don't. It is weird and it's crazy. Are you trying to say that the bobcat had help? No, I'm just. I'm wondering how it just <laughs> caught up to it and like drug it down like that because mm. I saw the doe moving and it did not look injured at all. Not but it wasn't like running. It, it was,
1: didn't look like it was moving yet full clip. I don't <clears> know <throat> if it. Snap there's the a lot of in. deer that are
0: beat up right now. I well, mean,
1: there's a lot of snow cover to get through to get the food. It's
0: it's wild, and they are piling into small areas. My we got an acre bean field, and it's it has been attacked. February 6th, I was out there because I started seeing them heading out there, and I was looking for some early sheds. And one half of the field had not even been touched yet. And then when I went back out there. Um, must have been, like, the 17th wiped out that side of the field. 30 to 40 deer out there at night. Found two sheds. Just but my point is, there's, there's, I see, like, a bunch of blood around, too. Like, there's always, like, blood spots. So, like, I just think, think a lot of deer are just beat up. They're having a tough time. Like
1: half a month or about a month too late.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I don't really know what the answer to that is. Like, why... <clears throat> like if we got this weather in December, would they have been there? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, they did exactly what we want. I wanted them to do, which just was late. But we didn't get any type of big weather event to really force them to be there either. Like you, but you don't. It's it's tough because it's not like we get that a lot in December, anyways. I and mean, you start thinking weather? about. And we had all January, and I still missed it by a week. Missed it by well, three days. February second was
1: It got a cold and well and they were
0: yeah, they were all there, yeah. Got a big snowfall February first and then Or a second or something and then that second afternoon would have been a prime time. But yeah, I just noticed I had I haven't been doing much deer hunting wise, I'm like, God damn, I'm getting behind, I'm not getting shit done this winter like I should be. But <laughs> the season just ended january 31st i it's kind of with that late of a with that late of a season it's kind of weird because i was still just waiting i wasn't going into the woods i wasn't i was just hoping that something would pop that would be a shooter and i'd be able to go after it and even now it's difficult to go down in there because i'm kicking out a shitload of deer and you obviously want to find their sheds but they're coming back they're slaves to their stomach. I've been down there a few times now. And it's interesting to see all their beds.
1: you have any active cameras still? I know you just did a poll the yeah. other day. I didn't know 15, if you
0: them up. probably still. Yeah, I've pulled them. I started going through them, but there's so many pictures that I'm like, I need to – that's more of a – and then I saved the SD card because that's more of a – that'll be a good camera. Well, a couple cameras to kind of do a general herd – estimation i guess kind of try to figure out what the ratio is around here um but yeah found a really nice one really nice shed i probably pushing 130 inches i know him pretty well on the shed on the one side (laughs) (laughs) that'd be pretty cool he's uh i would assume he's probably pushing i don't even know i don't even want to do the math on that to figure out what he would be on that one side but did you end up we were looking the the other day did you end up finding what deer it was?
1: on your
0: yeah on your computer yeah. one one of the smaller three-year-olds so that's pretty cool because that means the other ones are a few inches bigger than them
1: yeah Well, good
0: yeah so what do you guys i think i'm gonna start picking it up again in march hopefully we get some warm weather pick it, down in shed there. hunting well shed hunting and then we have a lot of, a lot of timber work to get done so like i still want to get in there and and fix up some bedding areas, <clears throat> trim out some shooting lanes. The snow is so aggressively deep right now. I have to snowshoe from the buildings. But I was thinking if I snowshoed from the buildings and then went down in there and left a chainsaw and stuff down in there, it wouldn't be the end of the world, maybe. Cover with a tarp or something. Fuck, people just leave that stuff out all winter.
1: <laughs> we know someone like that.
0: Well, I think I don't think it really must not hurt it too bad because there's a lot of people that do it.
1: Oh I'm not. I wouldn't be doing it. It's got to rust. Whatever. It, yeah. Well, you cover do the too. chain up. Yeah, moisture still gets in though.
0: Yeah. But. So I'm looking forward to that. I think getting into the woods. I had a, so I had a forester come out last week. I'm going to try to get him on the podcast. Um, but yeah, fucking county forester. You call your county forester, every county has it, especially in Wisconsin. I can't speak for other states. Um, and they'll come out, and they'll do an analysis on your property for free.
1: So what are you looking for when you call them? Well. What's the point of them coming?
0: They kind of set the stage to, like, give you your expectations on your woods. For because for whatever logging. reason, loggers don't have a great um, – I don't – yeah, I don't – I don't think there's any way to go around it. They they just have a weird stigma about them that they're not trustworthy. I guess. So then,
1: <laughs> have you experienced something like
0: that? <clears throat> not untrustworthy, but yeah, tough to get a hold of them. They're kind of yeah, it's hard to communicate with them. Sketchy. I think. <laughs> so I just I brought them out there essentially. Well, number one, to see what it would what would have to happen to get it into a timber program. So I wouldn't I would not do open MFL, but you can do close MFL and it's still it's like ten <clears throat> it's like half off half off your taxes in your wood lot, but we only have like twenty some acres. So it's not it'd come out to like two hundred and fifty dollars a year. Of saving? Yeah.
1: You can use that elsewhere though.
0: Yeah, but <clears throat> Yeah, then you have to, like, follow their rules. You have to, like, do what they, you have to, like, follow some sort of guidelines. So it's, yeah, if you have, if you have like, 300 acres of woods, it would be worth it. But, you now the big things we talked about was, obviously, walnuts, the highest-priced thing. Um, and I, I have some, but they're low-lying. Like, if you have a bottom, <clears throat> a ditch that has trees in it, there's a good chance there be walnuts in it, according to Nick. Um, then maples, I guess, are next. So like he want like his recommendation would be to, we have quite a bit of maples in our woods. So he his, rec- his recommendation would be to manage four maple trees, but the issue is maple trees are the biggest fucking canopy tree there is. So like for deer hunting purposes. It's just not. It's not a good habitat tree. Like they'll and I don't know. What would you say anything good about maple trees for habitat purposes? No, just besides ma- them maple being, sugar. Yeah, syrup.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> you say oh, you sugar? said sugar.
0: Yeah, I said maple sugar. sugar. Yeah. So I have one section of a maple stand that I think I'm gonna keep and manage for it, just to keep a canopy. And then that would be treated kind of as an area where I would possibly put a tree stand, create an edge, um, have transition area. But other than that, like, to manage, like, his recommendation, and, he, and he'd say this with a with a preface. He'd be like, if I weren't managing for, like, deer hunting, I understand that, but, like, just for, for forest or tree, you know, profit, profit, you'd manage probably this woods for maples. I'm like, well. Did
1: you tap any of yours this year? No. I could see you doing
0: that. I you? will do it. Okay. I honestly just wasn't even that aware. It makes a lot of sense now because I always had that one little chunk of, like, three acres that was wide open. Um, and I just, I just put it up, chalked it up to it being where the hill wraps from south face to um, east, west face. Um, but, no, it's just there's a good stand of maple trees in there. So, with that, I think the thing we talked about a lot, which is really important for people – to get is when we look at like a clump even if you're even if you're managing for the next timber harvest um, in order for those trees to perform at the highest quality and you see it a lot with oak trees with like the acorns that they produce if there's a if there's a clump of say like four or five then you should go in and select cut the ones that are whatever not as not as cool or not as like not as straight not as uh, performing as well and then that'll actually release the remaining trees and they'll perf- outperform. So like, yeah, the old adage is like you have a group of 10 oaks, you cut eight of them down, those two oaks are are going to outperform 10 crowded oaks is what I always kind of put that, it as.
1: Is that something in the root system?
0: Yeah, it's just, uh, just it's know, competition.
1: Yeah, they're just sucking out all Water the nutrients. nutrients yeah.
0: I mean, the famous Ned Lease, he, I, and I always go back to this, he's a, he was a high school woods teacher and as a snotty 14 year old, 15 year old piece of shit sitting in that class looking at the textbook being like dude what is this i thought woods is you were in the shop first fucking two months of it's in a classroom and he's like i remember one time he explaining to me he's like dude when i go hunting it's the coolest thing ever i just look up at all the treetops and then you like see all its competition like one's just like, fighting for sunlight over there one's one's curling around another tree and like like choking it out and fighting for sunlight there and i'm like what the fuck? There's no <laughs>
1: way at 14, though. You're no. I you're was like, what are you talking about, you freak?
0: <laughs> but now it
1: makes sense. Now it makes
0: a ton of sense. You know, and, and I do the same thing in a tree stand. Now I'm like, oh, look at that. That thing. And you, like, I kind of look at it like, well, he's doing a better job of staying straight. And if you are managing for for, uh, um, what's the actual verbiage that's appropriate, Jed? Veneer. No, like lumber or board foot. Well, and like. <clears throat> So
2: a straight tree, a, like a perfectly straight tree, would be harvested for its veneer lumber. So it, okay. they're like yeah. putting it on a on a lathe and taking really thin sheets off of it. Um, whereas like a, a twisted tree, you can't do that with. So those are the like those are your money makers. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah, and he explained to me too that when you look at a tree, there's some trees like I think we were looking at maples when we were talking about this, but you'll see when they get older and it's time for them to be cut down. Well, in my opinion, when they start creating a canopy, it's time for them to cut down. But um, in, like, just purpose of managing for, you know, profit, when they start, when they get big enough, when they, and you'll see it where, like, midway up the um, trunk, they'll start twisting. So, you'll see, like, it'll look like a, kind of like a cyclone type thing. Mm-hmm. Where And I'm like, holy fuck, yeah? You can see that now? He's like, yeah, that's a good one to get taken out of there. So... The big ones, he said, you know, poplars is another good one. If you have decent-sized poplars, you can get some money for them, and it's a double whammy because poplars are one of the best regenerative trees, and we go in and cut poplars regardless just because of the amount of stem count that comes in from that. So, like, the the regenerative quality of poplar trees, they're high regenerative um, trees. You get – we'll see. We cut a good section of them last year, Jed and I did, and then we'll do another – I'll do another cleaning – of that area, but I've seen you know you see poplar stands where that you you go by and it's like I want to say it's like a hundred to one or something. Hundred stems come back, cut one down. Um, but yeah, if you're walk if you ever drive by a poplar stand, it's like how the fuck did that get so thick? Why are people planting trees so close? Probably wasn't. They probably cut down a stand of poplars and that's what regenerated and it's probably been ten years. Then um, yeah, oak prices right now are worthless. So that's pretty much what I got out of that. Jet, any comments about your your uh what you think about wood because you're a big tree guy and all that Did that make any mistakes
2: no I think uh <clears throat> I think getting a, a forester in here is a great idea um just like high level of of knowledge and can see things in a light that we don't look at yeah especially because brilliant
0: it, especially if you got a good one which is and for this, free this, this guy's a good one and he's younger like our age so it's like I'm like, well, fuck, man. What do you think about this shit? And then we just ended up sitting down in the woods and talking for like two hours. Um, <clears throat> and they have a different mindset. Like, their mindset is they are, it's a crop. So, like, they're harvesting for profit. Um, my mindset, I would say, is much more of a hybrid version of that now. Like, you talked to me last year or go back to previous podcasts. I talk about it, I'm I probably would have said clear cut everything. Um, and with, like, people who we do consults for i'd say to them it's up to you like do you care about that money i guess like we were on a property earlier in the winter and they had bought a property that that year <clears throat> we were able to go in and pull off enough walnut trees to cover their mortgage for two years I'm like that is the best of both worlds because if you buy a degraded property that has mature timber you can go in and you can take money out of that that can help you pay for the property that you're putting into. And then enhance the overall habitat of that property. Uh, and then market it well when you want to sell it. That's an actual equation to make some money. Like that is that is the real estate investing model in the hunting world. I saw someone posting on Facebook um, this week that was selling land at, like, 5,000 an acre. Like, 5,500 an acre, but it was, like, 300-plus acres. So, it's a little high. And people were just bashing him. It's like, oh, you just buy land and put some ponds in and fix it up for deer hunting and you just sell it a bunch of money? Uh. Yep. I don't know. Yeah. I <laughs> guess. I mean, shouldn't we be looking at ways to make a profit and enhance the overall habitat of land? Wouldn't that be a a decent type of thing, scenario to go down?
1: Um, People flip houses all the time, why can't you flip? Well, it's the same exact
0: model you use, yeah, in real estate, it's real estate. So you go in, you buy at a low price because it's degraded, someone didn't take that much care of it or whatever the reasoning is. A lot of times around here, you know, in a lot of places I see it just it's just a matter of which realtor gets a hold of it. You get a crappy realtor and they're gonna list it with twelve pictures from their Samsung from two thousand and eight. Why not an iPhone? Because Samsung suck. And iPhones don't. And I know you use Samsung. You're a loser. You fucking green message freak. But when you go in and I don't. I just don't. I don't like that attitude in the hunting, in the, like the hunting world. With all these guys that like, you're not allowed to make any money in this stuff. It's weird.
1: Do you think? What's now? You Jed had just said the name. What, what would you call someone who comes in and looks at the trees? What's the forest?
0: forest or either county forester? Every county should have one. Yeah.
1: What's the difference between them and an arborist? I think is the word.
2: Well, an arborist would be somebody who comes in and and cuts trees and like. Yeah, trims, trees. Okay. Do um,
1: you think they'd be benef- one of them would be beneficial to get on here?
0: Well, that'd be more of like the act of cutting the trees. Okay. So, like, in my opinion, like, my purposes, I'm going to have a logger come in so we get the amount of money that comes off of here before I start going psycho and cutting trees down that could be worth money. But most likely, I'm not cutting a tree down that a logger would take anyways because I'm not dealing with trees that big right now. Jed might, but even... You think you'd be cutting this giant... You, would you be comfortable cutting a giant tree down like that? No. And, like, they're pretty big trees that loggers are going to take. I, I can't remember what the actual, like, diameter is that they're looking for. Um, But, yeah, we we actually have a guy that we work with. Um, so if you do need people to come in, and he actually builds trails. He works... He uh, contracted through, like, national parks, state parks. And he does forestry work. So he's, he's an actual, like what you just described, arborist, and then he's he builds trails. He has the equipment to go in and clear areas. You know, he clears, like, in the past, he's been hired, like, if someone's going to build a house in the woods, he'd go and like, clear an acre of a lot in the woods or something. And he's also, like, built trails. So he's kind of a cool dude that we're partnering with. So there's people out there like that. Um, so, yeah, if you need help, because it's not something you should go fuck around with. Like cutting decent-sized timber down, no, it's not. And a lot of these woods—that's why I think it just makes a lot of sense just to have a logger come in, and take what they want to take, and then you kind of reassess after that's done. Um, and hopefully, they don't do anything weird. The big thing is, you know, they're gonna make a mess. Kind of. I don't. I. Why do they have a bad rap? I
2: think they brought it upon
0: themselves. <laughs> yeah. I think, but I th- I don't know. Hopefully, there's some decent ones out there. We'll see. I got a bunch of contact information for a lot of them today, so because that is what a tool in the tool belt. If you're going to be buying land, to have a good one, because it's it's there. There isn't many services like that where you bring someone in and like there's nothing. Like you're not paying them anything. They're just giving you money, but you have to trust them to be on your property. And then there's a ton of I guess, occasions where they, you know, you supposed, they're supposed to, I think it's like 70, 30, 65, 35, maybe 60, 40 or something, where they give you 60, they take 40. But you got to trust they're the ones taking it to market.
1: Well, and you got to trust them that, you know, they're not... Is it is it common that you would go walk with them throughout the property first?
0: Yeah. Not a landowner, I don't know.
1: I mean, I know you did.
0: <laughs> I did, yeah. But I like, didn't. what's I mean, say- I would never... I think there's a lot of people that probably don't. Yeah. Well,
1: what's to say, dude, or Dan? Like, if you don't go walk with someone, and you just know that you got, hey, I got 100 acres of woods. I'm sure there's something valuable out there. And then Joe Dirt, the logger man, goes out there, and he's like, well, holy let's, shit. Let's think
0: about two, couple, two different situations here. Me. I have 25 acres of woods. Right. And I'm, like, really serious about every inch of it. So I will go out there with them. We'll mark trees. Or let's think of a situation where it's an older lady, husband dies they have 350 fucking acres the p- kids are like hey we're going to get some money out of this let's go get a logger out there
1: are you literally using you're explaining almost identical situation that my in-laws are going through
0: it's weird i know i'm just I, like, I think this identical. is this, but i'm thinking of people who own a lot a large tract of land that just don't even know what's happening out in their land and it's it's common like the old people maybe the husband died off and you're know, you're left with a, with a wife or something that is, has 500, 300 acres of land, and she's never, she hasn't been out there in 30 years, 25 years. And pretty soon, the kids are like, hey, hey, let's get a logger out here. Get some walnuts. <laughs> let's get some cash in that bank account. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. You're going to be dying soon. If
1: you're not paying attention, like the logger... The logger obviously knows what he's looking for, and he's like, hey, well, if you said Walnut's high right now, he's like...
0: Walnut's always high, I He guess. could
1: He could just be like, oh, yeah, you got that's some crazy. Walnut, but you actually have a shit ton. Yes, I'm sure there are there situations
0: whatever. where they can go out there, and the person that's sending them out there has no idea. The, the Even in that scenario, that person still gets paid. Like, yeah, they're still getting money.
1: You hope that there's some... Good. Yeah, I'm sure there's situations are
0: that are even more tilted 50-50 or even, you know, even over that. Yeah. That would be unfortunate. That's Yeah, that's, that has to but, be the reason. It, but I think most of the issues I see or hear about is people, them coming and they're just not finishing. Like, they'll just come and they'll take what they want. Like, like in my scenario, if someone just came and took only the walnuts, I'd be fucking pissed. Because there's like 10. I'm like, well, there's 30 more trees I don't want you to cut. Yeah. So I think that's that's the biggest problem with that stuff, and um, <clears throat> I, we'll talk. I think we'll talk about it probably more at some point. But the reasoning for eliminating the canopy is sunlight to the floor, and then you know re-setting succession essentially. So like the different levels of succession, you cut down like mature timber is a mature level of succession first level of succession is an open egg field if you just let an open egg field sit it would go through the stages of succession trees would end up there at some point so deer habitat prefers that two to five year range i feel like but they're but they i mean they're good with a lot of stuff on our property it's 60 acres it's 25 acres of woods i have to create as good a habitat in that woodlot as I can. Because you're, you're dealing with a small property, and I'm going to enhance every inch of it. If I had 500 acres, I could definitely see keeping 100 acres of timber, maybe for profit down the road. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so another cool thing we're working on right now out here is I'm working <clears throat> with the NRCS, and we're getting a cost share that's been approved, I guess, that we're going to be planting 5 acres of pollinator plantings. So we're going to be getting some bees out here. And included in that is a infrastructure for a grazing operation. So we're going to cattle and we're planting shit little pollinators. What are the pollinators? Like what planting? species? Yeah. Well, I haven't decided yet. But they're probably going to be a couple different variations. I want at least an acre of just a nice like pretty flower field. Okay. And then I am going to technically, I think, turn the waterways into. See, this is the problem with pollinators. I think, generally speaking, pollinators are, are legumes or um, more shallow root plants. I think there's like grasses do come in those mixes, but they're not the ones that are technically pollinators. But if you're going to plant them in waterways, you want grasses because grasses are the ones that you know the root system goes way down that's what's going to hold your your soil together um so yeah i diversity man so a million different things and I, i've seen a lot of black-eyed susans in it i've seen um you know technically like what do you like what what in your head comes to mind when you think of a pollinator blend Clover, so let me clover. Look real quick clover yeah. yeah clover clover's considered that fuck once i haven't even thought about that
1: Uh once it comes to a head, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that will be that's really. The, uh, it's purple.
0: Well, there's I'm a, sure no. no there's just of generally, a clover is a, like it is considered a pollinator plant.
1: I never. Would have known yeah, that. anything
0: that flowers. Yeah. So that's a. It's oh, a,
2: a pollinator plant. I mean, yes, like that's a apple trees are.
0: Mm, they don't. They would not be considered for a pollinator mix. Sure. Um, but the point is. We're going to run contour strips with apple trees, with hazelnut trees, with chestnut trees, and the pollinator plantings are going to be in with those, along those strips. Um, But what you're talking, like clover, so that means you can go to the NRCS, you can apply for these programs, and they cost share the initial investment to plant that perennial um, pollinator field. Clover, fuck, that's crazy. So So essentially, we're going to be getting cost sharing to be planting... um, Food plots.
1: So you talked. I remember we talked about. So you want me to list off some of yeah. List off. I mean, all of them. All of them are going to be included in it. So sunflowers, your your big one, obviously, everyone knows what that is. Coneflower, lavender, goldenrod, bee
0: balm, purple. goldenrod's a native thing that if you manage a succession, so like in those. So when I talk about ditches in those waterways, I'm already managing them. Like I'm already identifying invasives and then trying to <clears throat> by spot spraying I'll, like last year I go through and spot spray some areas with uh um herbicide and it's the only time i use herbicide on the property but i'm trying to think about what like spot spraying like um poison oak um poison ivy like i spots all spot spray like there's certain grasses like crab grass um but yeah, you're. It. I'm managing for. I just, there's it's hard to be goldenrod for deer. Honestly, the only issue is it it's laid down right now, like as far as like being winter cover, it's laid down. But they're fucking they're in it it's right now. It? They are in those ditches that are like that. I have just set aside ditches. All of those ditches right now that and they've just been waterways. And last year I kind of like managed for them, like go through and identify the different species in them and, and spot spray some of the ones that I wanted to take out. But unlimited amount of tracks and beds in them still, but it's and they're laid down. But I think they're just eating some of the native growth in there. It's insane. Go ahead.
1: Well, milkweed's a big one because it.
0: That's an, odds, so that'd be a native.
1: But that's a, I mean, that's a multi-use thing, obviously. Yeah,
0: milkweed's a fucking awesome plant.
1: Um, I tried. I searched more specifically for um, species here in Wisconsin.
0: I really like if you. Look up elkmoundseed.com. There's a really – they have a good website I've bought. That's where I get, like, <clears throat> a lot of my uh, Cave in the Mound switchgrass, which is the type of switchgrass you want to plant in this um, terrain line. Not terrain line. Um, what's the
2: so – Climate. What's that? Climate zone.
0: Yeah, climate zone. We're in like I think we're in south edge of Wisconsin, enters into, like, nine or something. Um, I like, I like the idea of perennial just because it's, it's going to come back all the time. Um, so this one, a perennial mix on elk mountain seed is like blue flax, perennial lupine, black eyed Susan, Siberian wallflower, um, Lance leaf, sweet William pinks, Rocky mountain <laughs> Purple coneflower, shasta, daisy, columbine, prairie coneflower, gray headed coneflower. Um, and this shit costs. So the seeding rate is six to eight pounds an acre. For a five pound bag, it's $130. <laughs> so that means you're looking at almost $250 an acre in planting. I mean, it's aggressively way more expensive than any other food plotter type of seed that you'd plant, but what it does for your property, and deer eat this shit, like, they do, they just, they well, eat
1: obviously, it. yeah, clover being the big one.
0: You know, people, it's just not talked about a lot, because it's not like a, it's not as simple, and it's expensive, so I don't think it really fits the mold of general, conventional food plotting, but, um, you know... We have an episode with Jason Snavely. He owns a... Um, fuck, I can't remember the seeding company. I don't know. Look up the... Weston. can you look up the episode with Jason Snavely? Um, he he says he plants his pollinator fields, and the deer hit it like the does and fawns hit it as much, if not more, than his clover fields. So, I think high diversity, not just having clover, but having all those other things mixed in with it. But pretty crazy, because clover will be considered... Uh, um pollinator. So, if you're big on planting clover plots, and you go to your NRCS office, and you're like, "Hey, I want to get a cost share on six acres of clover plantings," because perennial clover plantings are pretty expensive too. So, the exciting thing with the NRCS, we'll see how it works out. It hasn't been the best experience ever. They're not exactly wildly um, communicative with you. Like, they don't communicate well. But. The programs are all right. Like the idea of them is awesome. Like if they're gonna, it just it just depends on what the rules are gonna be. I guess that's the big thing. Um, but I plan on treating um, beef cattle. I I haven't I don't see anyone doing it. So you have Grant Woods and Snavely talking about roller crimpers all the time and planting cover crops and then roller crimping and then drilling into the crimped um, uh, leftover residue and the roller crimper was created to mimic cattle. So you bring like, like the fields we have planted out here, most of it's gonna end up being winter wheat in the uh, spring. So it's long stemmy plant, similar to oats. That can be terminated with a roller crimper by rolling it over and it breaks its stem in four places. Well, cattle do the same thing by trampling and eating it. So, I don't understand why nobody in the hunting industry has not done this yet because it doesn't make sense to me. But I'm going to run cattle on all 30 acres of this ag field. Now, the nice thing about rotational grazing is I'm going to be able to put them in places, you know, like if I run them through, say, a successional regrowth area which is essentially what i'm calling these fallow areas which i'm managing for native grasses native legumes which is similar to their pasture mix anyways they might not gain as much weight per day but they're still going to come in they're going to you keep them in a small paddock high high concentration of uh weight on one area and they should trample and then reset the native seed bank that's the idea Seed Company. Drop Time Seed drop Company. Seed company yeah. <clears throat> episode 42, if you missed it. that's a good episode, too. He's a good guy. Yeah, it was really good. But, the thing, I don't want So, like, everyone owns, owns his land, and beef is a great way to get some money back on the property. So, we're going to see how it goes. I'm going to essentially treat them as a roller crimper. So, they'll come in, and I have a section of, the f- section of the property will be left as just rotation, like just pasture in general. And then uh, I will use them to either terminate in the fall for a fall blend, or if we're doing broadcasting into, say, soybeans, corn, a cover crop, the next spring, the first thing that hits that cover crop will be cattle. They'll terminate the cover. And then you can seed, you can drill back in your beans or corn.
1: Should just be a nice cycle.
0: Should be. Theoretically.
1: <laughs> I mean... Well, there's no way to know for sure. I mean, I'm sure that people have done it, but there's no way for like... You I mean, it's not going to sure look... Doing
0: it. I don't think it's going to look nice. Like, I don't think it's going to look like sharp. Like, you're not going to have like pristine, pristine, like perfect looking fields. But I'm not using herbicide. I'm not using uh, insecticide, pesticides. <laughs> yeah, but the main goal is...
1: is the cattle are the fertilizer. And is it bringing in the ultimate goal is the deer, right? <clears throat> I mean, to well, have your property. No, so
0: if, you were, if you're if asking me the overall framework of any property, I don't think it'd be in our best interest to go through this process and not figure, try to figure out a profitable, um, repeatable system not only for us, but for other people. I think the biggest issue with people thinking about buying hunting land is that there's no way to pay for it besides you just being retired and that's just your retirement. Right. It's just an expense, but why? Why well, it doesn't have to be. Right. There's, there's ways, I mean, there's no reason why people our age don't go into a, a land buying situation with an actual business plan. Um similar to a farm business plan and be able to buy recreational property that can I'm not saying it's going to cash flow and you quit your fucking job but it might be able to pay for the property and break even on real estate's always a good investment
1: Yeah.
0: but I think we're probably going to have to get into this a lot more in different episodes and it's probably going to be more of a thing once the spring comes because I have full plans a lot of it's kind of up in the air. The whole NRCS thing, we're working through that right now. It's, it's just kind of odd. It's, we'll see how it goes. Supposedly, on the front, it's an amazing, amazing group of a group, because you're incentivized to kind of bring back native type of things. And there's a million different programs that can, you can cost share down. You can get grants for. The downside is you technically have the government telling you what you can and cannot do. Love they, don't, that. they don't observe Well
1: wait, isn't are we dealing with that right now? <laughs> I mean they, they <laughs> What's don't new? they yeah. don't
0: observe all practices that I think I want to do. Um, but we're just doing a small section. They pay for the initial investment for the or they help pay for the initial investment of infrastructure for fencing, which is really expensive, and then and then the initial seeding. So I mean, like you said, pollinator five acres of pollinator blend, you're looking at two fifty, three hundred dollars an acre. They do ninety percent cost you. That's that's worth it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Plus, we're gonna bring beehives in, and, th- and there's another revenue stream. But
1: yeah, we'll little
0: say how. Uh, yeah, honey, little we'll say how farms, farms,
1: farms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. I think we're we're having a big uh big burger blowout right now.
1: Is that what is that what they're calling it?
0: That's what I'm calling it.
1: <laughs> is that what the people are saying?
0: I'm calling it a burger blowout. Giving the people what they what, want.
1: What's included with this?
0: 25-pound yeah. burger bundles and 40-pound burger bundles. Ooh. And just drop the price down. Free. Locally, free delivery within 30 miles. Extend it out. Honestly, to get it shipped, it's not bad. It's not bad. We ship it with some dry ice, get a cooler. As far as I've seen, everyone's pretty happy with it. It stays frozen. We actually won't know what's going to be like. I'm in trapping July, you negative.
1: We got a package of it sitting at home right now. I don't know what we're making tonight. Oh, meatballs. We're having meatballs tonight with Hall of Farms.
0: Crown Burger. Burger. So I'll have to oh. let
1: you know how that is.
0: Yeah, yeah. And to peek to give you a little like, <clears throat> Hall of Farms meat, is well, I'll see. 1080 Outdoors is me. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, surprise. No, Man, well, I thought we
1: were trying. What? But oh. what we're doing is... No, surprise. that's our main sponsor. What we're you talking set, about? It is our main sponsor.
0: <laughs> what? That's how we're getting the fun money. Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, flow. When we... Fish. I mean, we're setting up the... Because I'm not just going to get right. cattle and not sell them. Right. So we're setting the market up. We're going to have grass-finished beef come spring. Or, sorry, come fall. I'm not sure how I'm going to work that out yet because... The way all the math in my head's working out right now to when they're gonna be ready to be finished is just weird. It's just getting too close. to On saying <laughs> so, like we're in around like, late really October, gotta, early yeah. November. God damn it! <laughs> Farm um, life. <laughs> it is. We're gonna have pork, and we're gonna have some pasture chickens too. I'm
1: telling you right now, I'm looking for. I'm looking forward to the pork. Well, we gotta. Oh. We have
0: a pasture raised pork loin in the sous vide right now. Sous vide. I'm gonna cook it up for these guys before they leave.
1: What's your timer on that? Well, it's done. It's ready. Oh. It just needs
0: to be seared now. So, seared for, put it in the sous vide for two hours at 135 degrees. We're going to slap it on the cast iron. Oh, it ain't no 50-hour. No, I did do a 50-hour brisket, though. Yeah. Holy fuck, dude. That was so good.
1: I've heard that there's nothing else like it. Sous vide. I'm going to do well, it. tomorrow. Well, it's cheating. It's cheating. It's supposed to be 40 degrees tomorrow. Are so you smoking cigarettes again? <laughs> you're, ripping. Sex, geez, no. you're doing smoking Yeah, You're having a pork butt and a rack of ribs. Can I come Ooh. over? Fuck yeah, please. Seriously. Oh, I don't want to commit to
0: anything. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. I, no, it's just uh, going to be uh, Jackson uh, and I. You're going to be doing that like... That's an all day. Here. Well, when's the and food uh, gonna be ready though? Um, it depends when I started
1: So, we are gonna come over for that? This will be the second time. This I don't will be wanna, like hang out
0: or podcast this, tomorrow. Uh, this, this will yourself? be
1: the second time I've smoked. The first one turned out fucking awesome. Smoked meat. Okay, let's just get that. Yeah, clear. I keep saying smoked. I need to add something after that. So, uh, the first sticks. time I had two he's nine pounds. Definitely
2: smoked a lot more cigs than just one time. Allegedly.
1: <laughs> the... <laughs>
2: Weston lost is my privilege. <laughs> so the first
1: time I smoked meat, it, it was two nine-pound pork butts. It, I, I was under the impression it took about an hour to an hour and a half a pound. So I was I was ready for like a full day, ready to go. But I think I cooked it a little bit warmer, which is fine because it turned out fine. It, I didn't like overdo it. It took about a, eight and a half hours. So the chunk I got tomorrow is a, I think it's like seven-pound pork butt. So when I get home tonight... Hopefully it's thawed. I'm going to put the rub on it um, and inject it with uh, garlic butter. So, um, and then the rub consists of uh, brown sugar and honey mustard, which, I don't know, the guy who told me about it swears by it. And I did it the first time. It turned out awesome. gives a nice bark. And then... uh, Bark? Like... Oh? <laughs> it gives it a nice ho, oh. yeah. Um, oh. like spicy bark. No, 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 no. Like a, like a, like a bark like of a tree. Crust. Like a crust. thick layer. Oh, on the that's outs- what you call crust Yeah, bark crust. is the outer layer. And then there's a fat cap on it. One of the sides has a big chunk of fat. Mm. <laughs> I want that. Yeah. So, um. <sighs> so that I'm guessing. So that's a seven between seven and eight pounder. I'm guessing that will take. If I cook it between two fifty and three hundred, like I tried last time, I'm guessing you got to get internal temp to around 200, um, eight eight hours tops. But then this rack of ribs, never done ribs before. We're going to try that tomorrow. Um, I think that should only take two or three hours, but I'm excited. Um, probably do the ribs for lunch since those will take not as long. And then – Yeah, be over. It'll be over. So, yeah, you come over for the ribs at lunch and then – <clears throat> you won't, there for dinner you won't stick around for dinner but well i was I'll thinking maybe i'd going. bring
0: kenzie over we could have like a weird little
1: the wife's at uh she has parent teacher conferences till 7 30 so stupid
0: no point then yeah smoking uh <laughs> meat <laughs> smoking. <laughs> smoking meat when the wife's gone huh that's your, that's how, that's well, how that's you the roll the
1: first 40 degree day that we've had since fucking november both today.
0: Both today. no it oh, oh, was 40 so nice. today.
1: Oh, yeah. So, I, I mean, I got to do something outside. I, I shoveled the uh, multiple inches of snow we got yesterday. So, driveway's clear. The stage is set. Oh. So, stopping at the store afterwards, getting me some wood. Uh, recommend the um, apple and. Uh, not Mystique. What was the other one? Mesquite?
0: Word? Mesquite?
1: Hickory. Apple and hickory flavored wood. You just get that at your local store that sells bad meat. So, meat is okay. bad. Their wood is fine. Uh, yeah, you buy you
0: buy your meat of from sitehellofarms.com.
1: Coupon yeah, I'm code 1080outdoors. So,
0: yeah. 15% off.
1: Plan on uh, lunchtime ribs.
0: Oh, I'm planning on it.
1: Well, don't flake out on me now. Like these loggers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, boy. All right, guys. Thanks for listening.
1: Well, before we... And things. Oh, Emily, yeah. Emily, little, Chad little, has uh, an
2: album. An album?
1: <laughs> an album.
2: Album worth listening to. We are, uh, we're going to go back to
1: 1995 for this one. Oh. oh I'm going to guess it's in the country genre.
2: You are incorrect.
1: Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Backstreet Boys?
2: <laughs> a little closer. Uh-huh. Jewel. Oh, okay. One of, uh,. Canada's finest, I think. Or no, Alaska. She's Alaska. Sorry. course. Yeah. Uh, so is Elena Al- Morseat. That's where I, you know. And you love her. Yeah, I sometimes we, get confused. Yeah, is. yeah.
1: In multiple ways. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um,
2: this album is "Pieces of You." Oh. Song number one Pieces. coming out right with a Pieces. banger. Who will save your soul? Do
1: you sing a
2: little bit No. Okay. Uh, second song "Pieces of You." Third song "Little Sister." Fourth song, best song of hers ever, Foolish Games. <clears throat> love it. Near You Always, Painter's Morning Song, Adrian, I'm Sensitive. Second best song ever, You Were Meant For Me. Don't, Daddy, Angel Standing By, and Amen. Even, okay, so like these other songs I'm not really in love with, but... Uh, I would listen to the whole album just to listen to "Foolish Games" and "You Were Meant for Me."
1: I want to point something out before any of you guys do. I'm pretty so I just sang a little bit of what I thought was "Pieces," and I think it, the song is called "Pieces," but I'm pretty sure I sang the version by Ashley Simpson. Ashley Simpson, yeah, that's, that's... that was also in my head. So, but it's it's a different song. we're not gonna. But I just before I got called out and attacked <clears throat> for, it, I wanted to point out that I know I was wrong. So, how does it actually go?
2: I don't have pieces of you committed to memory.
0: Sorry.
1: Okay. Well, like Taylor said, ch- what do you, you challenge someone to? Sh- what'd you say to shut us down when you played that music clip?
0: <laughs> yeah, go ahead and we play it. I don't oh. give a fuck.
1: Get a feel. Someone say something. I gotta find it.
0: Say thanks, something. Thanks for listening.
2: <laughs> shut her down. Shut her down. shut her down.
0: Yeah, we really appreciate it.
1: Pieces.